Well, hello again. It is good to be back with you. If you have the Word of God today, I um, hope you do. We're going to dive into Psalm 96. No slides tonight, so I hope you brought your version of the Bible. But Psalm 96 is where we'll be, and you got to excuse me because I was eating a mint just a second ago, and I crunched it up real quick to get up here, and it's doing some sort of karate going down my throat, so not a good idea. All right, so Psalm 96, one of my favorite um, areas of Scripture when it comes to the Psalms in regards to ah, the nations and in regards to... um, the life of a follower of Christ who has been touched by this unbounded grace that we talked about this morning because we see certain things in the Psalms here that are an overflow of each other. And we'll quickly walk through them because I was given 10 minutes to do this. So we're going to actually just scheme over them, okay? But let me read the Word of God, Psalm 96 in its entirety. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Father, now we give you this time and I pray that you would do what only you can do with this imperfection to your glory and our joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you that this morning how precious, how beautiful, how glorious it was to hear this church sing. Wow. Like it's true what people say. There's not another church that sings like Hampton Park. It is very true. I mean, it was beautiful. It was such a privilege and an honor to be a a part of this worship and adoration and singing our voices, crying out our voices this morning. You know, singing is said to be a gift from God to his people, right? It's, it's, it's supposed to be a gift that, that it's, it's one of the most powerful expressions of our gladness in him and in his glory. 
That's, that's an expression. That's what we do when we sing. When we sing to the Lord, it's a form of adoration. It's a form of applause and celebration of who He is and whose we are. And that's what we see here in the psalm tonight, in Psalm 96. It's a hymn of celebration. It celebrates God's divine, kingly rule over all creation. All right? It, it is God is the universal creator and Lord who reigns over all nations. And if God reigns over all nations and all peoples, then this must mean that all kinds of people should come to love and worship Him. And if singing is a form of expression of our gladness in Him, then singing, sending, and going all go hand in hand. So let's quickly kind of walk through it. And um, may the Lord allow us to see some things in it. Now, the Psalms here are broken up. I want you to kind of get them in categories. Okay? They're broken up in three sections. The sections are verses 1 through 6. All right? This is the, think of it of sing. The second section is ascribe. And the third section is the saying. I think of this as the first section, verses 1 through 6. This is our singing, our applause, our worship, our adoration of who He is. That then overflows and leads us into the section of ascribing, acknowledging the following of who he is, which then leads to, if I'm applauding, and then it leads me to acknowledging, then it should lead me to me declaring, saying, telling all people of who he is. That's the, what's what we see here throughout the psalm. So again, sing, ascribe, and say are the three sections that you can break these up in. Now, all sections here, um, each mentions, talks about the Gentiles, okay? It talks about verse 1 through 6, all the earth, all the nations, all the peoples, and then you see verses 7 through 9, families of the peoples and all the earth, and then you see verses 10 through 13, the nation, the peoples, the world. So, just to kind of wrap it up and what's going on here, this is actually a, a psalm, right, talking about God calling Israel, right, to be a vehicle of the blessing to all mankind. All right? As a matter of fact, this is a, 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 a portion of it that was used in the translation of um, uh, the, the ark. All right, so when you do some study on this, it's a beautiful thing, but there's a bigger picture here. The bigger picture here is that this psalm keeps the mission focused that is a call to all people, all followers of Christ, given to all of us to praise Him and to worship Him and to give Him glory because He's a great and glorious God. So, let's look at the first part. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day, and declare his glory among the nations. I'm going to stop there for a second, all right? And it says three times it's telling us a call to sing to the Lord. Why so? 
I mean, I think the singing here to the Lord, it should be a constant thing that it's a constant reminder. Every day when we wake up in the morning, this is a constant reminder of singing to the Lord. And when it talks about a new song here, it's a product of new affections that we have for Him. So when we wake up in the morning, as we're going through the day, even towards the night, there's a constant reminder of the things that stir our hearts up for who He is in thanks of also whose we are. It's a constant reminder New affections for him every day. Now, the, the three calls to sing are also followed by three imperatives. That is, bless, tell, and we see here, declare. I wonder why. Bless, tell, and declare. I mean, I, I think these are describing the great privileges that we have in worshiping our king. When we are in adoration of who he is, in singing, in the worship, in the constant applause of who he is, we should be able to bless his name, speak well of him. With everyone throughout our day, do they know why you love this God of yours? Bless his name, speak well of him. Tell of his salvation from day to day, it says. Declare his glory among the nations. We're called to sing, bless his name, to tell of his salvation, to declare his glory among the nations. Why? His marvelous works among all the people. It's just a constant reminder of when we're walking, when we're at the gas station, we're at the store, wherever we are, are we constantly a reminder of who he is? I need this reminder. It's a constant adoration. And it says here then, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. Then he says, for why do we do this? For great is the Lord greatly to be praised. Do you believe that? Because our singing will come from there. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared of all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. This is very interesting. If you circle, well, don't, but you don't have to, but if you look at the words gods, lower G there, and idols, if you look those words up, they, in Hebrew, sound very similar. But in English, it would translate more as mighty beings that are mighty useless. Hey, Amen. Over my last decade, by God's grace, serving as a missions pastor, in His grace and grace alone, He's allowed me to work in parts of the world that I would never imagine I would be working in. And one of the saddest things when you're working overseas somewhere and you see people worshiping these worthless, worthless idols. These little mighty beings are mighty useless and people are doing everything they can to worship trees. You name it. I mean, it, it's you, you, you go to India and some other countries and they have endless gods that they worship. Mighty beings are being mighty useless. But the Lord made the heavens 
That's the difference we have there. The Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty. This is what makes him different than any other God. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Like these are attributes of God. Royal being attributes of who he is. Splendor and majesty. I've never heard of another God being explained that way. Splendor and majesty, strength and beauty. So that part, the first six verses, we are singing, adoring, worshiping, applauding, which leads us to our second section, which is ascribe. Ascribe is another word for acknowledge. Deep down, a time of, like you acknowledge you're in prayer before God, and here is the plea: when we are worshiping. Singing, adoring, when we're applauding who he is and we're declaring, telling, then it should make us plead, acknowledge that there are people out there that don't know this God. And we plead not only with God, but with them to come to know this God and saying, ascribe to the Lord or families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Like, he has all the power, God. We're going to acknowledge and ascribe that only you can do what you can do. I'm going to do my little part. What do I need to do, God? But all power goes to you, and all glory goes to you. Ascribe. Acknowledge that. Be broken by it. Ascribe to the Lord the glory that is due in his name. Should be broken by the fact that There are people over the world that don't know Jesus, don't know, have never heard. And we're pleading, we're acknowledging, we're asking them, we go, we go and we speak the name of Jesus. And we're begging, oh, would you you just surrender? Just allow, allow us to speak his name and just tell you of who he is. Ascribe to the nations, to the Lord, the glory that is due to him. Bring an offering and come into his courts. That offering for us is Christ. It's a crucified Savior. Worship the Lord in splendor of holiness and tremble before him all the earth. That is the prayer that we should be on our knees. Our worship should never end here. Our worship here should always end on our knees here. Always. From here down to our knees begging God. And if that is the case, then it leads an overflow into the third thing. So then we sing, we ascribe, and then we, we, we can't keep this inside of us. We got to go tell somebody. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. And he will judge the people with equity. Doesn't matter what the news says. It doesn't matter how crazy it gets in other places, and even in our own nations. Why? Because the world is established, and we have a king that reigns among all the nations in the world. That's, that's news that needs to be proclaimed. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. You are in judgment. person doesn't know Christ and then it says here I love this part here because it says let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice 
Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. And he will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his faithfulness. This section here, verses 11 and 12. When our singing leads to our acknowledgement and prayer and then leads to our saying, our speaking, going to the nations, sending to the nations, to all peoples, when that happens, the end goal will be that the heavens will be glad and that the earth one day will rejoice and that the seas will roar and all that fills it, everything in it. This is an example of that day when our king returns. And he will reign over all people, and all knees will bow, and that will happen. That will happen. But by God's grace, he gives us small reminders of that. And I'll leave you with this, as he reminded me last week of that section here. I was at home. I love springtime, by the way. I love my car always green with the pollen. I love always having a scratch on my throat and my eyes. It's awesome. I love it. But it's the start of baseball season, so praise God. We're good. <laughs> amen. We're good. You see the things I get, amens? I love that. <laughs> but I was, uh, it was a rare moment in my house. It was one afternoon last week, and I just stopped, and I heard Nothing. I got three kids, all right? I heard nothing like this joyful peace and quiet. And I was like, well, praise God. I'm not even going to find out. I'm just going to enjoy it. I, I just happened to, okay, let me look around. And my wife's car was gone, so okay, I guess they were out with the kids. I just come back. They must be gone. But let me tell you, in that rare moment, I, I sat outside. I got God's word, and I began to meditate over these verses. And as I was sitting outside, I just closed my eyes. And I closed my eyes, and I can hear the wind blowing. I closed my eyes, and I, I can hear the trees and the leaves moving. I, I can hear the birds chirping. I can hear a dog in the distance. I can hear laughter from the neighbors. And I just stopped and worshipped in that moment. It made me rejoice in God, the creator of all things. And just for a moment there, we got a, I got a small little taste of the heavens being glad and the earth rejoicing and the seas roar and all that fills it in the field like soul and everything in it. And then the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord for he comes. Like one day, that is so small in comparison to what we'll experience. But the promise is that he will be exalted and that he will return and that he will rule over all people and all nations in every corner of the earth. So rejoice in that. Let us pray. Father, um, I 
that was quick, but I hope sweet to our souls. Any moment we get to glance at your word, we know when your word is spoken, it doesn't return in void. So I pray that it would help us to rejoice in a sovereign king who reigns over all the earth. And I pray, Father, that you will use it as a re- and just, just use it as a reminder to us from the moment we wake to the moment that we lay down, Father, that we are to sing, to sing, worship you, sing a new song to you, Father. And may that singing lead to acknowledgement and scribing and the prayer and the pleading of all peoples to come and sing to you as well. But we know that will not happen unless we go and we say, so Father, help us to be faithful in that. To your glory and our joy in you. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.